Welcome to Wisdom at the Crossroads. I'm your host, Amanda Onchalenko, and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice remotely. Together, let's pause the rhythm of the day as we dive into the backstories of an artistic life, my life, exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. So get yourself a beverage and let's settle in for a short while as we reflect on how some of my favourite paintings have evolved and what wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Heading back to the beach on the first long weekend of the season puts me in mind of a painting that lives in our guest room. The guest room is also home to my computer, so the guest bed makes a very handy place to spread out my written words and thoughts for a literal cut and paste. I know I'm low tech, but I'm okay with that. During COVID, the guest room hasn't seen too many visitors, so it has pretty much evolved into my home office. On nights when I can't sleep, I've found myself under the covers reading and waking up to the breeze at bay from a different perspective. I recommend it, actually, not the insomnia or stints in the guest room specifically, but taking a look at the art in your home from a different viewpoint now and again. It's easy to become blind to the gems around us when they are so familiar we don't really see them. So, back to the beach where this painting began. We've chatted before about Canadians and their attachment to place, particularly seasonal spaces. I get it now, and I'm totally trained by the seasonal changes and the rhythms and routines we have developed around the weather here. Sometimes the weather is accommodating, and sometimes it's full-on warfare between the weather and our plans or intentions. But whatever it is, the best advice I have received to date is to pack your layers and be open to what comes at you. My other strategy is the studio, which has long been my secret or not-so-secret antidote to the challenges of weather, particularly in the winter. Anyway, the painting I want to chat about today is a diptych. It's called Breeze at Bay, and it's 24 inches by 48 inches, painted in acrylic on panel from 2014. It was inspired by a grassy vista on the shores of Lake Winnipeg. This breezy little meadow is in earshot of the kids' summer day camp that has been a summer feature for beach kids for generations a little ways down the park. The meadow also butts up against the road to the marina. The grassy space is definitely an incidental green space, a place left to its own devices that has naturalised with native grasses and wildflowers that some might even call weeds. From this vantage point amongst the grasses, the view flattens out to the horizon to the east and follows the sandy stretch of sand that is Winnipeg Beach to the south. Winnipeg Beach is a watery oasis, one of the largest lakes in Canada that is slap-bang in the middle of the continent, just a stone's throw from the geographic centre of Canada. At just an hour's drive north of the city, the area is a quaint collection of cottage villages, home to generations of cottages along its perimeter and surrounds. The Winnipeg Beach region had its heyday as a summer playground when the train line brought Friday night crowds from the city to play and party on the boardwalk, where amusements brought summer-weary Winnipeggers out to dine, date and no doubt to drink. Those who had secured accommodations at the many guest and boarding houses in the neighbourhood continued through the weekend, while others without specific plans boarded the Moonlight Special back into town at the night's end. 
The 1950s brought with it a new era that saw the boardwalk and its amusements bypassed by travellers who were no longer dependent on the railways and its restrictive schedules. The muscle car era allowed for independent travel that often ventured farther afield to discover new landscapes and new places together. Breeze at Bay is a prairie landscape, a reflection on wavy grassland in full bloom and in motion. The simple composition is divided roughly into sections suggestive of the rule of thirds. Rules are generally only suggestion when it comes to painting for me. I use these principles as a visual guide only. There is no measurement done beyond a general visual estimation allotting spaces as the painting develops. There's always an element of trust involved in my work, I think. Process is different for everyone. We each find our own way to work, and what is most comfortable usually prevails. I find myself often working in stages and in layers. Some artists are meticulous in their measurements. Others have a fully formed image of what the final composition will look like before they even make a single mark on the surface. But I fully believe each and every artist must trust their own instincts and follow their own route through their own process. The process I used in this acrylic on panel was to underpaint in compliments or in a colour I thought would be a complement to the basic plan I had begun with. A water-themed landscape then, naturally, is underpainted in rich yellows and warm pinks and corals in my world. Sometimes my plans backfire and the underpainting becomes a star that I don't want to shroud or lose by painting over it. This can sometimes make my work appear flat, but it can also give it some energy as our eyes attempt to balance out the reactions in colour that naturally take place on the surface. Sometimes even I get confused trying to keep up with my intentions instead of instantly flowing in the direction the composition is leading me. In this composition, if you check it out on the website, you'll notice an upper third of the horizontal image is loosely painted in a range of oranges, while the bottom two-thirds of the painting features a broad range of limes and blues, the exact opposite of the aerial perspective our eye interprets where subjects in the distance recede into blues and the warmer colour range brings the foreground forward. A swath of darker tones keep the eye moving through the middle ground, while marks that reference the sun-bleached grasses and seed pods that abound in the physical landscape describe the action of the wind on prairie grass. The prairie rarely feels stationary. Even in the winter, the wind sculpts shapes and drifts to tell the visual story, even though we might not be physically experience the action of air against us, and that's probably a good thing. In the summer, when the prairie is in bloom and the grasslands and crops reach for the expansive prairie skies, even a gentle breath of wind will ripple the vigorous growth and create the waves of movement this painting tried to interpret and describe in colour. It has often been remarked by clients that each time they look at their painting they see something different, or even after a considerable time they realise something new has appeared that stands out for them. Often it is the way the light in the room is acting on the surface, or it could be the action of peripheral vision taking us by surprise and surprising us with a variation on a familiar perspective. It could also be like my experience waking up to a painting from a different vantage point and seeing something new. I don't think it's unusual that our art shows us new things even when we think we know them. We're just waking up to colour in a new way and surrendering to the visual journey planned and unplanned by the creator. 
At the studio this week, my time has been disrupted by an absence. Unexpected travel takes us out of familiar routines and wakes us up to the landscape around us in new ways. You've no doubt gone to new places and found yourself focused on unfamiliar details. I think that's what I do naturally with my curiosity. I'm drawn to see the world in its interesting details and then to transcribe some of that into various aspects of my art. Remembering I'm never trying to replicate the environment around me, but I do try to take a vignette or a feeling or a concept that landscape inspires within me and allow a composition to flow and evolve in its own way through my personal process from there. Coming back to the studio with fresh eyes also has the benefit of allowing me to see a pair of new paintings I'm working on in a new way from a different vantage point. Absence makes the visual equation in my painting wall somehow less familiar, so I'm more flexible in my response, and I can see more easily what next steps I do or don't need to take. Sometimes less can be more. This new pair will hopefully have a name by the time this episode airs, and hopefully something that engages with the retro vibe their colour story is flowing with. I hope you'll find them on the website with Breeze at Bay. A breeze at the bay, on any bay, infers refreshment for me. So refreshment might be a good intention to hold on to as we take a little meditative journey together in today's practice. I visited a new city recently, or rather a city I hadn't visited in a long time. Travel is opening up, and I am grateful to be opening up to the potential of new experiences and new locations to explore. When we are in a new environment, it is easy to get caught up and feel like we need to do and see everything in our limited time frame. Or maybe that's just my Taipei family with FOMO, a fear of missing out. But it can be a real challenge. For this prairie girl with time to myself in an unfamiliar environment, I took the opportunity to take myself on a walk uphill in misting rain. It made for a restorative journey that turned inward once I arrived at a public Victorian garden up the aptly named Spring Garden Road. Before I continue, let's take a moment to settle in where you physically are. Find a comfortable spot to sit or lie down, to rest and reflect and imagine. Ground yourself by taking a few cleansing breaths to release any tension you are holding on to, and prepare yourself to accept a few moments to recharge. Let's attune our full attention here, so let's not drive or operate heavy machinery as we listen. I know you wouldn't want to endanger yourself or anyone else while distracted, however comfortable you are. Spring was definitely in the air on my day out. Fruit trees were in bloom with pink and coral, and crimson petals swelling heavily across the branches. Spring bulbs were curling past their peak, and the grass was rich and vibrantly green before its first seasonal cut. The rain had stopped long enough for the warm, humid coastal breeze to dry up puddled reservoirs on park benches. I followed graveled paths until I felt compelled to sit down. 
Ahead of me, across the rainwater compacted path, a Victorian gazing pond spread out like an open invitation. The pond was overhung with an elm budding with lime lace at its fingertips. A vibrant rhododendron, round and arched and pink, crept toward the water. A mother duck and her freshly hatched brood paused tentatively under the reflection of this colourful mound. The pink blooms were heavy with recent rain and hung as if they needed help to shake off the weight of water to return to their full height. I sat on a bench, one with a silver plaque attached. It named Margaret, Mary, and in brackets, Maisie, McCallum, a mother who was well-remembered, and I accepted her invitation to sit down. I sought presence here, and Margaret Mary Maisie McCallum strangely offered it. I sat down with my thoughts and a pencil in hand, and found myself grounded and refreshed. I chose to listen here to experience the unique sights and sounds of my surroundings, to ground myself in a comfortable presence. It was here I allowed myself to focus my gaze on the gravel path at my feet. It was littered with petal parts and buds drawn down with the recent rain. I felt the chill of spirit accompaniment, and welcomed Miss Maisie Margaret Macy McCallum to introduce me to her part. I invite you, too, to join me in seeking presence in your surroundings. Let's take a deep breath and inhale intentionally and purposefully as we invite the fresh air into our lungs. Whether you are indoors or outside, Visualize an environment, mine or your own, and either close your eyes or rest your gaze on a point directly before you. Listen to the sounds of activity around you, wherever you are. As I sit on this park bench, I can hear the din of a city in the background. A truck accelerating uphill, bouncing across potholes. Crows are cawing, complaining about the weather. And a pair of small, yellow-beaked birds are conversing as they wing past right in front of me. The wind is gathering and sending ripples across the earthy water of the pond, freshly topped with rainwater. I'd like to invite you to take a moment to make an intentional connection to the earth, either mentally, by visualising yourself doing just that, or by physically resting both feet on the ground. Feel yourself supported and connected as you notice the world around you. If a noise or a movement draws your attention, 
Acknowledge the sound or the movement. Then bring your attention back to your own presence. Notice where you are. Feel the weight of gravity settle you as you allow yourself to rest. To pause. To experience. To be present. Close your eyes if that is helpful and they aren't already. Acknowledge your purposeful breath that introduces the calm of this oasis to your body. Breathe it in, fully expanding your rib cage, then fully releasing the breath, retracting the rib cage. Follow your own rhythm as you breathe purposefully, but not forcefully. Find yourself relaxed and at ease. Together we have accepted the invitation to be still within an active environment. You have paused to find presence in the company of Mary, Margaret, Maisie McCallum. Her motherly energy soothes unfamiliarity dissolves dis-ease and invites the ease and peace of this Victorian oasis to smooth any ruffled feathers or rough edges that are bothering you. Breathing purposefully where you are, you are neutralizing the stress you carry, wittingly or not. When I feel myself losing focus and beginning to return to my physical space, I offer my silent acknowledgement and share my morning mantra with gratitude. Feel free to use your own words as you feel appropriate. Thank you for bringing me to this place, for facilitating this moment of restoration. I am grateful for your guidance, your light, your inspiration, and your protection. I am grateful for this opportunity to connect to myself and the energy around me. I continue to breathe at my own rhythm and request the energy of the universe to help me to be loving, kind, generous, wise, and confident in my words and actions to those around me, and also to myself. I am grateful. I am at ease. I am present. Be well, and until next time, try to do a little less. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're able to find something that resonated for you as we journeyed through the backstories of art, life and inspiration together. Watch for new episodes to drop weekly on Tuesdays. I'll meet you there with your morning coffee or afternoon tea as we gather in my studio remotely. Unless, of course, you knock on my door or pop into my messages. 
Find me on Instagram at mandartcanada or on my website www.mandart.ca where you'll find show notes and images of the artworks we discuss on the podcast in the blog. Feel free to bring a friend or reach out with your questions or comments. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I will look forward to joining with you again as we seek wisdom at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Take care. Bye now.